At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 32. I'm Matt O'Leary, joined by Mitch Anderson. And the question to start off, just like every other week, Mitch, what edition are we looking at? We are looking at the Steve Thomas edition. Okay. One of the only Brits to ever play. There we go. I think we were looking at some before and the options weren't fantastic. So I feel like he's the best guy to go with in this scenario, no? I think so. Bruce Affleck wasn't very good, but still. He's got a famous name. Um, Nicholas Anderson, because that's kind of close to mine. Trevor Linden was good. He wore 32. That was a short stint, though. Yeah, it was super short. But... So was, so was Steve Thomas, three years. Yeah. <laughs> His best years ever, right? He hit like, what, 80-some-odd points? I think it was 87 points one year. And then from there on in, it was all... Right downhill after that. Yeah. Well, he hit like 70 points, but like... Well, but still. It, we, we know 70 is at 87. Come on here. This is true. All right, so we do have... Let's kick things off and talk about the Islanders' last four games. They did get eliminated this past week. <laughs> and although we saw wow, it coming... Just right away. Yeah, just right... Just, just quick and stab. Easy. Just, just get it in there, a quick stab. It's like Pull pulling it off a Band-Aid. <laughs> yank it right off. Uh, and that was going to be my point, actually, about this. Okay. We we knew that it was coming for so long, yeah. but once it was finally like mathematical, like they're out, they're not making it, I feel like it hit me so much more. Really? Yeah, it definitely did. I don't know. I don't know if I was in like denial or it was just me trying to be the optimist that I am that they were – I didn't think they were going to come out of it, but – I don't know. I started thinking of like all the things that actually went well, and it just started making me more and more depressed about this season. Yeah, wait a second. You were laughing at me like last week for holding on to hope, and now you're like, maybe I was just hopeful for this, like no. holding on a little bit longer. It could have been and in my then... subconscious. I don't know. <laughs> I, I get it, though, right? Because you, you, we all want the idea of them being in the playoffs and them being successful. We don't want them to fail. Um that's why we're mad, because they failed, and you're going, why did you fail? How did you screw this up? This isn't – it's almost unfathomable how you screwed this up so badly. Um, but the finality of, like, the, the nail in the coffin for, for the season was obviously the, the not making the playoffs. Right. But like you said, we knew, we knew it was coming. We should have been ready for this. But it's still just it, – the, the finality of it and the, the, the declaration and the officialness of it is just kind of, ugh, yeah, we suck. We didn't yeah. make the playoffs again. For the second year in a row, uh, I don't know if I want to – you know what? I'm doing it. I'm starting this conversation. Does this mean that there's going to be change if there's two years in oh, a row man. without – do you see any sort of change? Uh, I, I want to, and I know a lot of people say that they want him – want Gar Snow fire and they want change, and I, I obviously can't blame them. Like who, who would sit here and say like, no, you guys are idiots? That doesn't make any sense. Two years of back-to-back failures of regression – Remember when the Islanders won that playoff series against the Florida Panthers? At at the end of that season, John Ledecky came out and said, all right, that's great. You won two playoff series. Now go out and win three. That was the goal for the very next season. And guess what? They missed the playoffs by a point, And now they missed the playoffs by I don't even know how many points. I'm sure it's double digits at this point. It's not good. That's, it's no, that's year-over-year year regression when it was supposed to be year-over-year year progression. Right? You think this is supposed to be a Stanley Cup year? 
Well, I wouldn't go that in far, theory. but I, I, close enough, right? Because we're, we're talking about conference finals. Well, if they win three it, rounds, they went to the they went to the second round, yeah. and then he said, "Okay, make it to the third round." That's right. And then now this was the the following round after that would be the Stanley Cup. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily saying this. Oh, right. You're saying this year. Yeah. Right. Okay. See, I see your train of thought there. I, I just took me a little while to catch up to it. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess so. But we've come so far away from that. So does that mean that change is going to happen? I don't I don't think so. I really don't. There's wow. nothing that tells me it, it will, right? What is telling you, that you super fan Matt O'Leary, that the New York Islanders are going to fire their GM today? Or any day? Not today. After the season, Black well, – we came up with it. Wasn't it Black Monday? Yes. Yeah, Black Monday. It's coming, baby. Soon. I I really don't think so. And I, I said it then and I'll say it now. Like there, There's nothing that tells me that they were going to do that. I, it's not that I don't think they should. It's that there's no indication out there that I can see that they're going to t- fire Gar Snow. There's nothing out there that says otherwise. If anything, it's they're going to come out at the end of the season saying he still has our backing. I Based off of the, the climate and everything that's going on so far. Like, what, what makes you believe they're going to fire him? Because he's had a bad season? Sure, he had a bad season last year, too. Yeah, they had two, that's two in a row, though, when expectations are supposed to be sky high. Right. I know. But they, never, they, they haven't said anything. They haven't come out and said anything to anyone about anything. I understand it's close to the end of the season, so maybe they're playing their cards close to their chest so that come the end of the season they can reveal out in some dramatic fashion. But I just – there's no indication that the, these guys are going to pull the plug right now. I really don't, unless un, unless John Tavares says he wants Garsno out, which I doubt he will. I don't know. I don't think he would. No, I, I don't think, think he, he would. would either. I want them to fire him. It's not that I want someone out of a job. It's well, I kind of do actually. Yeah, like I can say did. I want to be okay. a good person, but the guy like in in a performance based industry hasn't been performing. I hate saying that performance-based industry. Aren't all jobs performance-based industry? Like, just performance is measured in a different way? Yeah, every, every job is a performance. And he, he hasn't performed well enough. No. So, like, I don't, I don't understand what we're doing here exactly. Why, why he's still in a job. I, I understand why he's still in a job today, right now. I just don't understand why he's still in that job when he could have been let go last year after he replaced the coach and it failed. Well, they failed us and they didn't make the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, I um he just he doesn't have that that scapegoat anymore of well we brought in a coach and he was good. Right, I think Doug Waite definitely saved them last year. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's what we can hang our hats on saying like he's run out of options, he's run out of rope. Uh, I you know what? Calvin DeHaan went down. We lost our superstar, Calvin DeHaan. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Forget it. That's another two feet right there. Oh, okay. That, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Our uh, fourth best defenseman went down with an injury. So uh, wrap it up. Turn out the lights. It was fun while it lasted, folks. Yeah. See you in September, everyone. See you in September. Um, I know we're supposed to be talking about the last four games, but that's what made me think of because they got eliminated thanks to Jack Capuano and the Florida Panthers. Yeah. What, what irony there, folks. And then <laughs> and then that's what it – I just spiraled out of control pretty much after they got eliminated. Really? Yeah, I did. I, it, like, it finally hit me where I was like, this season started out so good. They had a 99% chance of making the playoffs, bitch, in November. 99! Did they have like a 30% chance of winning the cup at the same time? They they were the – had the best chance to. I don't yeah. think it was 30. I think it was like 14%. Sure. It was still it was November, so like the sample size was still small. There's still a ton of season to go, but they were still in that that that, that question, or it's not that question, but in that that um, that grouping of elite teams. Right, but that, that was we, it's not after like three games that came out with that. They no. played two months of hockey. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so if we're looking at the last couple of games, I sorry, if we're going on the point, uh, closing up the point that you're making is how we felt when the Islanders were eliminated. It was to me. It was more confirmation. Like, yep, good. I know they're not making the playoffs. I can put that that hope to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to put it to bed, kind of at the, the Washington game, the seven three loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was still just kind of. This is just confirmation. Like, yep, we really sucked this year. 
we deserved this. We as in like, the, sure the forwards were great, but after that, not so much. Nothing. So the other half of the team or the other two thirds of the team or positions did not play well. We did not deserve this. And the coaching did not help the situation whatsoever. No, it definitely didn't. Um, so if you want to talk about like some actual stuff with the last few games, um, I think we definitely learned one thing for sure over the, this past four. And I think you're going to agree with me. Can I guess? Yeah, guess. Okay. Wow, that's so depressing. Like, I stole your thunder. I think you're going to steal my thunder. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, let's say it at the same time. Okay, count it this down. Is gonna, this is going to be weird because it, it may, may delay internet from Long Island to Ottawa, but let's do it. One, two, three. Honors Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> we went to say. both opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Brandon Davidson's the tank god. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say Anders Lee. But you're, you're right. Yeah, he's he's a tank god. Low bow to him and his tanking powers. Okay, so um, I think most Islander fan. Can we start with Davidson first and then get to Anders Lee? Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. All right, so with Davidson, I think most Islander fans are at the point where, all right, we want the best possible draft position, right? If you're not going to make the playoffs, might as well get your the best chance at a high draft pick. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but like honestly, even if they lose all these games, they're not going to catch some of these teams below them. It's just not. Anyways, sorry. probably not. But I don't want to you're derailing rain my on your point. parade. Apparently, that word has gotten to Brandon Davidson because like <laughs> shots are just going right in in his own goal off him. If one was against it was against Florida, right? The first one when it went on off his skate. That's right. Yeah. And then last night against Ottawa, he for some reason puts his stick in the way. When the puck was going right at Euro, Euro was in perfect position to block the shot, and it deflects off of him and goes five hole on Yaroslav Halak. And Euro like looks at him and is like, "What the hell are you doing, bro?" After that, yeah, it was like, "Bro, what, bro? Come on!" Uh, it, it and the, the, the same plays just on opposite ends of the ice. So against Florida, it was from the left side, cross rink in front of the net, and Davidson is just he's trying to like usher his guy out of the way. And it just banks off the back of his skate. Ridiculous, stupid play. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't have gone in. Whatever. Bad plays, bad time. You're like, okay, well, this not happen again. It happens the very next night. Yeah. And just like you said, this time from the right-hand side of the rink, same play, puck thrown across the rink in front of the blue paint. Like you said, Yarho is coming out to play the puck. And Davidson like stretches. He goes out of his way to play the puck and get a stick on it and deflects it five hole on Yaro. What are you doing? What did you hope you were going to do? Just corral the puck away from the goalie? Let him play it. Or, or, or like, there's just total miscommunication between both. Either Yaro lets Davidson play it, but Davidson's in no position to do so. Again, he completely stretched out to play this puck. Yeah. Just let Yaro take care of it. I didn't get that at all. I was like, that. this is it. That's going to be the, the goal to... Turn the tides. They're going to lose this game. The tank god coming to the clutch again. Yeah, it was it was insane. The fact that it happened the very next night and the very same type of play made it even worse. It happened another time earlier. He's only played eleven games and he has three goals in his own net. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I forget that one. Um, but I, yeah, I don't remember what game that was. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, too, but I know there definitely was one earlier. Yeah, I, I don't think it was as glaringly bad as these last two. No. But it was clear, yeah. <laughs> it's clear. As for Anders Lee, he is oh, one yes. goal away from 40. That's amazing. That's so awesome. We have Love a 40. It. Okay, so we don't have that on the running order. I think people are going to want to hear about this, and that's kind of why I brought it up. Okay. Um, yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, you recently wrote that you hated Anders Lee and you no. wanted him to be true. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> no, I can't. Stop being an internet commenter. For the love of God, reading comprehension, it's not that hard. But just click the link. I explain why. It's it's simple. I write a headline. You then say, hmm, this looks like an interesting mm. idea. Let me click on it. I click on it. I read the person's reasoning and I say okay you know what I might not agree with it but I understand where the person's coming from you're just spewing this nonsense like <laughs> foaming at the mouth with this ridiculousness <laughs> oh triggered that was the best 
audio sample of someone being triggered I have ever heard. I'm hashtag mad online. I'm you. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna jump through the screen. How long of a how long of a ride is it up to Ottawa? I'm about to come up there right now and just. I think it you have is to throw it down. an eight hour drive. All right, I'll see you at like I'll see you in the morning. AM. <laughs> so for those who may not have read it, Matt wrote that the Islanders should trade Anders Lee, and his reasoning was that in two years. We won't be our next after at the end of next season. We won't be able to afford if Anders Lee keeps going the way he's going. Both him and Jordan Eberle. Yes, we won't be able to afford them. And so his reasoning is that we let Anders Lee go because you can get more for him than you can with with Jordan Eberle. Yes, and it's not that yet. People are saying you can afford both of them. The cap is going up. That's fine, but then you probably can't pay a, a defender that kind of money. Which is the right. Islanders desperately need help on defense. Yeah. So have you seen this year? They've had an excess of scoring. Um, and I also and mentioned... no defense. And no defense whatsoever. I also mentioned that power forwards usually tend to break down faster. He's 27 years yep. old. If you look at uh, Milan Lucic this year, he has he's 29 years old. He's only got like 10 goals. He's rapidly declining. Um, Andrew Ladd's another example of someone, once he hit it, it's 30, hitting that plateau. So I think... Uh, Everly, who's more of a skill-based player than someone getting down low and you know deflecting shots and stuff like that and taking a beating from the defenseman, is more likely to stay productive longer. So that's why I'd be more willing to give him a long-term big money extension than someone who could potentially break down after a couple of years. There you go. But also it's because you want your man Bellows up in the top left wing. I know. I know that's your secret okay. agenda. So I love Bellows. I would put him on the third line next year if you want to— if you want to keep Lee, but Bellows could potentially be a 20 year old version of Anders Lee instead of a 28 year old version of the real Anders Lee. That's right. So, so I, my, I don't disagree with your statement. I think they should keep him and I think they should find a way, but I, I don't disagree with your argument. Would you rather have Anders Lee for the next five years at $7 million or potentially Kiefer Bellows for the next five years at on, under three million for each of those years. So the assumption that I'd be taking in, in my decision is that Honorsley isn't breaking down and he's producing the same. Um, I, I'm also assuming that Kiefer Bellows would produce similar, but I, I'd rather take a known quantity in Honorsley than an unknown quantity in Kiefer Bellows. I think that's completely fair. I understand why people are going that route, but I'm. I think uh, Bellows could be like a. 50 to 55 point player. I don't know if he's going to score 40 goals. I think he might have some more assists to get him up into that range. But I would rather go with a 20 to 25 year old than a 28 to 33 year old that I'm going to end up overpaying for the last three years of that contract. Yeah, exactly. That was my reasoning behind it. Because I think you could flip, if you're trading him for a pick, you're definitely getting a first rounder for Anders Lee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you're trading him for a player, like in the uh, – give me a second. I'll pull up the exact uh, trade that I came up with. I threw, them other, threw some other stuff in, but I got back two defensemen. So you sent them to Arizona for Helmerson, OEL, and I think you came, you caved back another – a pick coming the Islanders' way, and you were sending, obviously, Lee a first – no, I got it wrong. Ah, uh, come on, come on. Where the is internet this? is too slow. But the idea here is that you can return, or you can, you can send Lee to the team and, and get the return that you want in terms of defensemen. And you're shoring up a position that you don't have skill in and giving up in a position that you have skill in. you got to give to get, and you're giving something you have a surplus of to get something you don't. It just It just makes sense. You're fitting a need with a surplus. Yeah, okay, so here here we go. It was OEL, Homerson, uh fourth round pick is what the Islanders are getting. And you're giving up Anders Lee, a first, Adam Pellick, and Aho. Yeah. Like, may, maybe that's overpaying? I don't know. It's, to me, it sounds all right. Maybe the first is a bit much because I would say Lee for, Lee for OEL sounds pretty good. Okay. Uh, and then you're, you're looking to fill Homerson. Are you giving a first and two defensive prospects for Helmerson, I'd say maybe two defensive prospects. All right, so then that's even better than if you want to just do it like that. Yeah. And I guess to fill up the, the quota on the fourth, maybe you can give up, like, I don't know, a third? I don't know how that works necessarily. I'm kind of getting lost in my thoughts here. 
If they're getting a fourth, why don't we get a, a third back? If Yeah, maybe like a fifth round pick we get back. Something like that. But then again, you don't necessarily need to add in the fourth because that's just anyways. No, that was kind of just a throw in to even stuff out a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, I don't mind it. I would like to keep Lee, but I don't mind it because I read it and I read your reasoning. Yeah, thank you. You clicked on it and you're just like, yeah. oh, this, this guy's an idiot. I read the headline and I immediately commented six times. <sighs> All caps, by the way. All capitals. Hateful language. Oh, wish, Wishing terrible things on me and my family. All the good stuff. The minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Sebastian Ajo a bit because he was sent down to the AHL. Yeah, for... I didn't like that. Okay. Why didn't you like that? Okay. Well... Here's part of my reason. You're out of it. Play these guys. Don't play Dennis Seidenberg. Don't play Thomas Hickey. I would also call up my arch nemesis, Michael Dalcol, and my boy, Josh Hosang, as well, and see what they have at the NHL level. That's okay. what I would be doing right now. So how do you make room for all those players? So with, with, with um, Scott Mayfield coming back and being activated, they have way, way too many bodies on the back end. Yeah, I wouldn't have activated Scott Mayfield. Yeah, I guess if he's healthy, do you shut him down for the year? I don't know. Like, he's obviously in the plans going forward. So is Aho. So why don't you send him back down? Like, to me, it's just whatever. You're getting Mayfield back for a couple of games that don't matter when you can send uh, Aho down and play in the AHL for the rest of the year and into the playoffs. I think Bridgeport is still in a playoff position. I mean, they could be, but I I would rather see these guys get playing time at the NHL level. Like, I heard that same argument last year when I said it was ridiculous that they called up, uh, who was it, Connor Jones? And then they were saying, like, oh, why would you want to take Bridgeport's best players? They're about to go into the playoffs. Who the hell cares what an AHL team does in the playoffs? The AHL's purpose is to serve the NHL team. If yeah. you can give your prospects or put yourself in a better situation, you have to do that. Oh, absolutely. But that's we're, we're talking about different situations between last year and this year. Remember that last year the Islanders were in it until the very the before last game right. of the season, whereas they've been out of it for how long now? Which is fair, but I would still like to. I always use this excuse: if you're going to tank or if you're going to be bad, you might as well be bad with youth than veterans, because then at least you're developing for the future. Like yeah. t- playing Thomas Hickey, playing Dennis Seidenberg is not doing you any good. No, but you can't really move. If you have too many bodies, you can't really do anything with those other players. So I, I understand the idea of not activating Scott Mayfield. That's fair. I get that. Um, although, I don't know. If he's ready, then have him play. Is it, does it serve you more to have Aho not playing or Mayfield not playing? Well, I think you have pretty have a good understanding of what Mayfield is at this point. I guess. So then what, don't you want to keep him playing, keep him developing? I don't think he has much more to develop, though. I think he's reached about his ceiling. Okay, fair enough. Hmm. I to, to me the it's the idea of if he can go play more games with the Sound Tigers. I'm, I'm saying more games. I don't necessarily know how many more games they have left. Um, I assume it's more because the AHL generally plays more frequently, um, or he'll just get a lot more playing time. Even like he'll get. Let's say he takes Mayfield's spot on the lineup. He'll get maybe 10 minutes a night, 15? Maybe 15 sounds about all right. Um, where he can get maybe close to 20 with Bridgeport because he's going to be the top guy with, well, Taves is out, so who's left? Seth Helgeson? Van Sample. Yeah. Burroughs? It's like Ajo is going to be the top guy. He already he picked up a point already today. So, like, he's going to do well, and he's gonna, it's going to serve him well. So why not? Yeah, but I feel like at the same time, like, Gary's going to go down and light it up. But what is that? What is that? That doesn't mean anything for him. That just shows, okay, he could play at the AHL level. I don't know if he could play at the NHL level. Well, we know what he can do at the NHL level. He's already got how many NHL games under his belt. Yeah, he has, like, 20. You know what he's going to be after 20 games? Done. Locked. I know his future. I saw into the, past, the, the, uh. the next 10 years of his career. 15. Norris trophies. Don't do the math. Okay. <laughs> He's going to win Norris trophies. Why are you sending them down? No, I'm not. I'm not that ridiculous. But listen, I, to me, I don't, I don't care about the call down because, again, 
the call down, the send down. The Isles are in the playoffs. I don't care. I really don't at this point. Like, play Mayfield, play Ajo. It doesn't mean anything to me at this point. Like, it, it would be another thing if you're, I don't know, benching Nick Letty for no reason. But, like, they're not. So, whatever. No, no they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. But, you know, that's another debate. Yeah. Um, and they also, the Islanders signed Otto Koivula to an entry-level deal. So yeah. that was their fourth-round pick two years ago. From 2016. Uh, he has 27 points in 53 games in Liga. Yeah, but he had 30 the year before. So he's okay. He's obviously producing well at a a grown-up level. He's 19 years old. Um, so do you think he makes the trip over? I, I assume he's coming to North America next year. He's going to play in the AHL, I would imagine. Yeah, I think he's definitely in the AHL. I'm not so sure he does much more than just that. Maybe uh, it depends. But he's a big kid. I didn't realize he's six three, two twenty. Okay, maybe fourth so, liner. Maybe depends on how. Like, it obviously, it's going to depend on his camp. I assume he's going to training camp, uh, and if he can outplay someone like Bellows or Joshua Sang, then maybe he's got a spot in the lineup. I just, I just, he's going to have to ha- outplay them significantly. Because even then, Devin Tage outplayed Ryan Pollock last year at training camp, and he didn't make the team. Right. So he's going to need to outplay them significantly to get a sniff. I don't know, man. I feel like with Bellows' season this year, he all but locked up a spot. I, I don't, I don't trust the Islanders when it comes to prospects. So I'll, I'll wait and, and reserve judgment till training camp. I guess that's probably a smart play, but he had some year in the WHL. I know, I know, but you know Barzell did as well, and they sent him down the next season. That's true. So, oh God, so much fun! Yeah, just because he played a puck in in, in the the penalty box, <laughs> they, they they did the shame thing. They did. That's like a weekly weekly thing. We talk about Game of Thrones and the shame. <laughs> they, 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 they shamed him after that. They shamed him good. Said, you got to go learn how to not be starstruck. So get out. So get out. Yeah. Oh, you're season. right. Barzell did put up 88 points the year before he came. So, like, he was no slouch the year before. No. Um. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It It's nice to see that they're signing prospects. And I know everyone's saying, well, they're not signing Tavares. So what are they doing? They got they got more than just Tavares to worry about. Obviously, Tavares is a big thing, but like Tavares isn't signing, not today. He's gonna sign, I'm pretty sure, with the Islanders, but he's not gonna sign today. He's gonna wait for that that week so he can go talk to other teams. He's gonna do that. He's gonna talk to other teams. It's gonna be a terrible, oh, terrible it's be week. So scary. I like. Can we just skip June and July? June is gonna be terrible. June is gonna be the bane of our existence. We're going to hate it. Yep. Yeah, you will. Last year was all the Matt Duchesne rumors, which was kind of fun. Because we were the ones receiving and not giving. Yeah, no. Now this this year it's going to be terrible. Now we're going to have to cover like, oh, this fool thinks he's going to Toronto. This one thinks he's going to the... Oh, I'm already getting it today. Darren, was it Darren? No, it's Darren Millard comes out and says something like, I think to Tavares, if Tavares leaves, that Montreal is going to be the front runner. And all of my friends are like, oh! He's coming to Montreal, and you're like, hold the phone and read. Just read for a second. He says, I think. He's pulling that out of his back end. He's not saying Montreal leads discussions because there are no discussions. That's tampering. You can't have discussions with the free agent right now. You're not allowed to do that. So they're not. So he's just coming out there and saying, like, I think, because he has no idea. He's probably talked to people and saying, like, Mark Bergeret's interested. Well, guess what? You'd be an idiot if you weren't interested in John Tavares. So, yeah. yeah, I think that the Canadians are going to be the front runner. Oh, great. That means absolutely diddly squat in anything ever in any walk of life. Now I'm triggered. Nah, we're, we're both riled up here today. Oh. But, yeah, June is not going to be fun. I can tell you that much. But we're going to have a lot of content to talk about on these podcasts, at least. <laughs> at least. At least. Yay, the podcast will have content but we'll be driving ourselves mad all summer long this is wondering true. if Tavares is going to sign with us or not you see i think the well i'm not going to speak for everyone but i'm pretty sure most of the other islanders podcasts are going to be shutting down after the season we're just going to be 
52 weeks a year, baby, of just our spewing our hatred and sadness and all that fun stuff. We ain't got nothing better to do. No. We're basement so bloggers. Strap in. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really see Otto Koivula in the AHL next year. Um, he's going to have to really make some strides unless like something weird happens. That's right. Uh, I just want to make a correction. It wasn't Darren Millard. It was Gord Miller. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, he's going to have to make huge strides, he being Koyula, to, to, to make the NHL this year. Um, but I see him in the, NA, the AHL. Now, what does that mean for Del Cole? Same, <laughs> seems like the same type of player, does it not? Yeah. Um, like, Del okay. Cole's still got terms, so he's not going anywhere. Do you want my... Like, does does he jump him in the queue or not? That's my question. Depends on his camp. Okay. I I, I think he's he's going to be coming into it neck and neck. Ooh. Okay. I. You know what I would do? What's that? I don't want to completely derail this, but I would package Dal Cole and a pick for a goalie. Sure, if you can. Why not? Why not? I feel like some GM will try and resurrect him. Yeah. How long did we wait to trade? Um, what's his name? Oh, my God. Griffin Reinhardt. It was three years because we picked him up in 2012, and we traded him at the 2015, 2015. draft. That's right. So, so this is right in the window. Yeah, it's, it'd be four years. Oh, right. Sorry. Why next so 2014. Year? Yeah, right. so an extra year. But it's pretty close. I don't know. I feel, he's still a top five pick. I feel like someone would take a chance on that, right? Yeah. So, and he's not terrible, right? He, he put up what twenty four points this year. It's a lot worse than it's worse than last year when he had forty one. But who says that's not like an emotional thing where it's just kind of I'm not getting my chances. I'm frustrated where I am. I need a different scenery. Delco? No, he can't only have twenty one. Twenty four. Twenty four? Are you serious? If if hockey DB is not up to date. Oh then my sure. god, he's got 24 points this year, Mitch! 24 points in 56 games, according to HockeyDB right now. Maybe it's not updated, I doubt it. I'm on Elite Prospects, and it has the same thing. Yeah, so, no. 24 points. Oh. He had 41 and 75 last year. So, he's regressed this year. And again, maybe it's not a skill thing, maybe it's an emotional thing. Look at Joshua saying. I don't imagine he's having as productive as a season, although I know he put up a goal tonight. Did he? Legend. Yeah. They Such won 6-4 against the Hershey Bears. Let's he go. has 25 points in 40 games, Joshua Sang does. So he probably won't eclipse the 36 points he put up last year, but he had an extra 10 games to put that up in. Right. So how many more regular season games do you think Bridgeport has? Oh, I don't know. Maybe Maybe 10? Maybe less than that? Yeah, he, he maybe I, I, he gets 30 points on the season. I, yeah, I doubt he puts another 11 points up on the board, which, which is I fine. Mean, yeah, that's completely fine. Um, so the, the original question, does Koivula come in and, and, and bump Dal Cole? Uh, I think they come in level, and then it depends on, obviously, like you said, the camp, if he bumps or, or goes below him. Uh, I like the idea of trading him for, for, for value. If you can get something out of him, go for it. It, 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 even not just for ourselves selfishly, but even just for him, maybe this guy needs another another place to go. Maybe he's just tired of being in you in, in 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 Bridgeport to be like, you know what? I need a shot. I need to go to a team where I can get a chance. So, like, I don't know, maybe Arizona, although they famously haven't given a shot to their third overall pick from two years ago. So why would they do it from a fifth overall from four years ago? Good point. Good point, but I definitely I see him as a change of scenery kind of guy because I think Bellows jumps him anyway in the mm-hmm. prospect ranking. So True. where where else you're already locked in with Lad? You would think Lee could be here long term. Where are you going to play it? Unless unless you're the one making the decisions, I guess. Unless I'm the one. if I was making the decisions, we'd be winning <laughs> long ago, Mitch. I know, I know. Did you read the ten step plan? I did, and I love it. Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're really keen on OEL. He's coming up everywhere. I, I'm my boys OEL and Kevin Folk. Give me one of those two guys. I'm happy. Kevin Folk. I don't even know who that is. Kevin Falk. 
Justin Falk? Justin Falk. Did I say Kevin Falk? <laughs> yeah, you did. You said <laughs> Kevin Falk, so I was like, is he talking about some country singer I don't know about? Am no, I old? that's a, oh my God, that's a baseball player, I think. No, football player. Get your sports right. Uh, my, my mind's in a pretzel. Please ignore me. Jesus. Opening season's tomorrow and you're already losing it. Sorry, folks. Kevin Just Folk. relax. He he was a running back on the New England Patriots like a decade ago. Um, wow, Patriots fan as well. You just like running the gambit here today. You don't like Lee. You don't. You love the Patriots. My this God, is, I'm buddy. a Jets fan. Don't get that twisted. <laughs> uh, what a day. What a show. What a day. Okay, so before we get to our, our bigger topic, the last thing is uh, David Quenville. Apparently, he's doing stuff in the WHL. Do you want to fill us up? Yeah, you, I'm gonna. You just pull came back from your Western Hockey League scouting trip. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull it up right now. I'm gonna pull it. He is leading the WHL in points for defensemen. With how many? With, if come on, computer load. He's got 80 points in 70 games. Oh my god, 80 points! And he had 59 last year. <laughs> well, 59 in 49 games. This is true. So. He's over a point per game then. He's over a point per game now. 26 goals. Oh, my God. They had 23 last year in just 49 games. That's pretty impressive. Kid scores. The kid scores. He's small, though. He is he small. He is small. He's... 5'8", 187. He is going to have to... Uh, not bulk up. He's not going to be able to do anything here. You got to stretch it laffy, like a Laffy Taffy puller. <laughs> Just, just stretch him out. It turns to like Flat Stanley. I don't think that's legal. I don't think you're allowed do to they, do that. Do they have Flat Stanley in Canada? Do you know who that is? No. Oh, okay. You're gonna love this. All right. We so, have Gumby. Or Gumby. Had Gumby. Gumby. Same. Same kind of. Flat Stanley is a book that they would read to you in like kindergarten or, or like way back early in the day in like the early 2000s, where there was. This Keep kid. in mind, I went to French school, so. Okay, well, Flat Stanley is a clutch. You should Google him while I'm talking. Doing it, I'm doing it he would right like now. Fold, he would like fold himself up and be like mailed into in like a postcard. Flat Stanley's a legend in the elementary school book world. Never heard of him. Can't be that good. Can't be that good. Didn't Canada make it across has, the border. Has no culture. <laughs> <laughs> we have other things like Pospak 2 and The Elephant Show, so relax. There you go. No, a flat Stanley legend. That's what they're going to do. They're just going to stretch him out. Flat Stanley him? I don't yeah. think that's... So welcome to Camp David. Um, first thing, don't worry about the ice. We're just going to take you to the back room here, break your legs, and stretch them out a bit. Thanks. That's fine. By the time you leave, you'll be 5'11", instead of your 5'8". Or what if he just gets lifts in his skates? Can you still skate the same way? Can you know. imagine him going for the puck and Zidane O'Chara is coming behind him? A full, like, almost two feet taller than he is? <laughs> Actually, more than two feet taller. Isn't Chara... Sorry. A foot taller. Chara is 6'9". I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, not on skates. Yeah. He's, he's a freak. Have you seen him get... Yeah. Uh, he got signed today? One year, five million. Good for him. My God. He's, he's going to play till he's 75. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he will die out there on the ice. He's going to be collecting social security still on the ice. <laughs> How does that affect his pension? Oh, man. So, yeah, Quenville, great. What does that mean for us, though? Like us, the um, Islanders. I don't know. He was a seventh-round pick two years ago. Um, How is this kid a seventh-round pick two uh, years probably ago? Probably because he's 5'8". Right. But still, he still put up 50. Have we learned nothing from Martin St. Louis? Or any other player who's short. Brendan Gallagher, who just put up 30 goals this year. I'm yeah. sure that... What's, what's his name? Oh, my God, I'm blanking. Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Goudreau's a small dude. The, the man that plays with the junior stick. Oh, and while we're on the topic, uh, he plays with the junior stick. That's he really does. <laughs> he plays with a 40 flex. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Johnny Boychuk is Quenville's uncle. Whoa. It's through he's marriage. Learning, he's but learning that's still the slappers. So funny. Yeah. So yeah, Gaudreau, 5'9", 157. I am bigger than Johnny Gaudreau, and I'm not bigger than anyone. 157. Sorry, actually, he weighs a little bit more than I do. He's 157 pounds, according to Hockey DB. I don't know if that's when he what he was at the start of the season, but or when he was drafted or anything. But yeah, 157. Wow. I imagine that was the start of the season. 
And he has 82 points this year in the NHL. So, hey, man. Also, fourth round draft pick, Johnny Gaudreau. Such a legend. Um, Unreal. Um, so what does that mean for us? I, I, I have a heart. We, we seem to have a, a, like a stock, a cupboard full of promising young and relatively small defensemen. Van de Sample, uh, Taves, Pollock, Pelic. Like we have all these guys who are maybe Pelic was Pelic. I shouldn't have put in that list, but like those are Pelic. Sorry, Pollock. We now have Taves in the AHL, and we have Quenville in the WHL. Like, do they just keep moving up a notch? But, like, so Taves goes to the NHL next year, and Quenville obviously AHL next year. Pollock's not small though. No, is he? What? He's six feet though. He's maybe? Pollock's six two two fifteen. Six two, yeah. man, I that is surprising. All right, never mind. So Van de Sample, that's a five eleven the, the defenseman right there. Yeah, that's got five eleven uh, all over him. Van uh, de let's see, what are we looking at with him? He's Come doing on. okay. Like he's not great, but he's all right. I would imagine that he, it's it's Taze, Van de Sample, and then it comes in Quenville at the start of the season until he destroys the AHL like every other defenseman on the Islanders system seems, seems to do. To do yeah. I guess so, right? So, like, it just seems like the line of succession just keeps getting better. Maybe not better, but it's, it's there. You can see, like, the, the train of, like, one after another is falling in. And their first pick from last year's draft, Robin Sallow, well, where's he at? Do we know what he's doing? Uh, he wasn't a... Was he a first-round pick or a second-round no, pick? No, se- he was a second-round pick because they traded their first-round pick. Yeah. I believe he's in Finland... He's got, oh God, five points in 43 games. Right, but again, he's playing for the SM Liga. So again, playing with adults, and he's 19 years old. So maybe not fantastic, but it shows to you what, uh, what how good Oda Koivula is then. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's playing in a man's man le- league, so I've got to tip his his cap for that. He's 6'1", six, one, one, six, one, 187. So he was medium-sized, I guess. I wouldn't say that's small. I wouldn't say that's big either. That's average size, I would say. Just above average size, yeah. I don't think all these guys are going to have an impact on like the big club. Some no, but, but what it does is it adds, it gives us more trade value. We have more players in the defensive side of things that we're going to transition to transition into now, um, where we can give up these some of these prospects to return maybe a goaltender, like you were talking about earlier. Yeah, but let let's transition into our big topic and our last topic where we're going to talk about revamping the defense because the Islanders kind of need that to happen. Yes, yes, they do. Um, So you wrote a piece, obviously, about Mm -hmm. revamping, maybe not obviously, but you wrote a piece about revamping the defense. Um, Present your case. I think we already did it, but like present your case anyways. But I wanted to give up Anders Lee. You hate him, don't you? I don't want to give up to him, but I think his value is the highest. Yeah, by far. For sure, yeah, easily. He's going to put up 40 goals this year. And like I mentioned, the power forwards, the bigger guys tend to break down faster. So if you're going to give him a six-year contract at $7 million a year after next year, chances are he's not going to be worth that money after three years. And you're going to have half of that contract on the books with him underperforming and breaking down. So I would rather move him now. And I know the guys I say, OEL and Palmerson are both in the same boat. They're both UFAs after this year. But my goal for it was that you sign one of them long-term, preferably OEL, because Palmerson's going to be 31 next year. And by that point, Devin Tays will be able to step up into that second pair role. So you have the replacement for him anyway. He's more of a stopgap guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at the list of UFAs and RFAs right now. Cause I, I think that's where Garth is going to end up going. Um, how sure are we that Garth won't go and get Josh George's for a year? Uh, he seems to do it every year, right? It was Dennis Seidenberg for two years in a row, but he gets that like old defensive veteran that, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say washed up, but kind of, um, because we saw what, what happened with Dennis Seidenberg last year. He was pretty good coming out the gates. Um, but he signs him for, like, basement basement dollar, you know, a million dollars here. Toss you in, you're going to be our eighth, our eighth guy. 
Although yeah, I'll put you, I might put you on the top pair. They have a million eighth guys, Mitch. This is the problem. We need I to know. get another two more, probably top four. It's just when it, I look at the list, his name screams out at me. Josh George's name screams out at me. That's I why don't I think said he's going to be signed by Buffalo. I think he's going to pick him up. That's why I said trade because I don't particularly like any of the UFA options and, unless you're going to sign uh, – why am I blanking on his name? What the, help me out here. Capitals. John Carlson? John Carlson? Good luck with that. Yeah. Unless you're signing him, I have no interest in any of these defenders. Okay. So let's – Let's talk about what the Islanders might need come defend, like in, in terms of defense. And then I'm going to go through some of the lists and ask you if yay or nay on some of these names that are UFA, RFAs. Because um, we might even start talking about offer sheets coming up here. That never um, happens. It, it might not, but why not? Why not? We, it's, it's, not it's an option, so we're allowed to talk about it. Oh, God. Um, so what do the Islanders need defensively? And we're not talking about individual players, but style of play or what what do they need to help them what has been bad this year defensively for the islanders i ask you matt the gm what has been bad um you can't just say everything give me a good answer blocking shots okay so we need chris russell then uh, at his four million dollar cap hit for me, it's the idea of being able to break up play on the blue line. Okay. Like, how many times have the play do teams just easily come in and break into the zone and the play isn't broken up on the blue line? Remember, that's what Travis Hamannick did so well. It wasn't just his physical play. It was his ability to break up plays on the blue line or even break up plays when they got past the blue line. The guy was good at breaking up play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't been able to replace that. They should have been because that seems like a skill that defensemen should have because that's the point of defending. It's not blocking shots. It's breaking up the play. It's not allowing play to be set up. It's defending. Um, I think that's what they need. They need a guy who's maybe a little bit more mobile, maybe a little aggressive, maybe a little bit more physical, but they need a guy who can break up play on the blue line. And I, I don't have stats that show which one is better and or not. Um I, I wish that was readily available. Uh, maybe it is, and if so, please someone comment. I would love to have that 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 stat readily available. Um, so I'm going to pitch you out some names in terms of breaking a play on the blue line, and you let me know, yay nay, if if that would fit for the Islanders. Okay. My number one target is RFA Jacob Truba. I would love that. You offer sheet the crap out of that. Uh but how do you how do you get him? Well, you offer sheet him, or you trade for him. But the guy wanted out of Winnipeg just last year, or sorry, two years ago. He wanted out. He signed a two-year deal. He's come to the end of it. Now, they're making the playoffs, unlike last year, but does he want to stay in Winnipeg? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe. Maybe the idea of success keeps him there. Maybe the idea of, like, they, they, they wanted me to stay and, and it worked out, so I'll, I'll stay. But to me, that seems like a good a, a good bet. Um, what about Ryan Murray from um, Columbus? Although I, I don't know if they, 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 they let part with him, but with the emergence of Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones, maybe you can see yourself saying, like, we can probably let this guy go. Uh, Again, it would take a trade, and that's a divisional rival, so how easily can that trade be done? Um, maybe. He was a number two overall pick and never really panned out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm going to say maybe. I like your first idea better. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the obvious, like the easy one. Um, and so my last one, I, I'm I'm debating between two. I've I've debated between, um, uh, geez, Jason Garrison, out in in Las Vegas, or okay. Nick Holden in Boston. So they're not super old. They're thirty, but the UFAs, um, they don't make a whole lot on the cap. Right, like um, Jason Garrison's making two point five, and Holden's making one point eight. 
So they're not going to be cap sucks, and and they they've been good at doing that. That w- which I think they need, and that's breaking a play on the blue line. From what I've seen, again, I don't have the metrics. It's just an eye test thing. What do you say to those two? Hmm. And I know I'm just tossing these out at you. you you've done no research before on these names. Um, Holden's okay. These are okay, but uh, they're not uh, flashy. I guess. No. You know what I mean. Okay, well, then, okay, flashy options, obviously, John Carlson. But the amount of money we're going to have to pay John Carlson to come to the Islanders is ridiculous. He's, he's making four already, which is underpay for a guy who's put up 64 points this year. Yeah, he's probably, what, what do you think he's getting, eight? Probably. Right-handed, 28-year-old defenseman. He's probably going to get $8 million. It, is that going to be in Washington? Probably not. No. But who do they replace him with? So does Washington make a trade? Like, TJ Oshie's gone then, I would have to imagine. Mm-hmm. And then what? Then you start looking at your, um, probably not Kuznetsov, but um, maybe Kuznetsov. I would have, no, that'd be hard to imagine. I can't I can't see them letting go of Kuznetsov. Who's the other Russian they have? Not Ovi, obviously. Burkovsky. Okay. Andre Burkovsky's probably gone. Well, does he make any money, though? Uh, that is a good question. I don't think he makes a ton of it, but he makes enough that it would obviously make a dent. Washington Capitals, Andre Burakovsky. Come on, internet. Go a little bit quicker here. Andre Burakovsky makes $3 million for the next two years and is still an RFA. Okay. You clean up $3 million on the cap, you know, $3 mil over his $4 million that he's making? That's all right. Like, I know they have... They have Niskanen, they have Orpik, and they have Orlov, but that's a 31, 37, and 26-year-old. And mm-hmm. Orlov has signed $5 million for the next six years, it seems. So they have some, they, they could maybe make it work where they, if this guy takes maybe $7 million on the cap, like per year. We'll see. We'll see if he wants to stay there. But like outside of that, who, who's, who's out there? Matt Dumba, maybe? But again, we're looking at RFAs here, and if you're trying to get an RFA, you have to trade for them, or you have to offer sheet them. And if you're looking for a flashy name, you're you're probably looking at that four first overall picks, or sorry, first overall first round picks, yeah. In terms of compensation going the other way. So, food for thought on that. That's that's a lot to take in. Yeah, there's a lot to take in. I want to hear someone else's suggestions. Who do the Islanders need to target or what do they need to do in terms of their defensive core coming next year? What do they need to do? Do they need to go and add an RFA? Do they need to go and add a UFA? Is there one that you want? Let us know. Tweet at us. Send us something on Facebook. An email. Anything. Kevin Falk. Yeah, get Kevin Falk. <laughs> get him to play another sport. His sport sucks. It could happen. It could happen. Bo Jackson, baby. Get him on skates. There you go. I'm sure that would be interesting. All right. Want to hop into the social segment? Yeah. All right. So I got one. Okay. We got direct messaged on Facebook from Brian, and here's his plan. So on April 5th, the last home game against the Rangers, when there's five minutes left in the third period, Brian, who will be sitting in Section 212 and allegedly has other members in on this, wants you to chant JT if you're going to the game. Chant his name for the remaining five minutes because they want to send the message that the fans love him here and they want him to stay. So just a PSA, if you're going on April 5th versus the Rangers, chant JT's name with five minutes left in the period all the way to the end. And if you have any questions, hit up Brian in Section 212. I love it. Love it. Sure. <laughs> play, play to his heartstrings. That's probably the last advantage we have. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the move, I think. Yeah, I don't disagree. Love it. It's a good idea, Brian. I hope I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here in Ottawa. I won't be there. I'm going to be tuning in, listening, and hoping to hear that loud and clear at the Barclay Center. Yeah, we want to be hearing it through our TV screen, so definitely get that going. Get the, get the juice right. going for the last home game. Uh, um, did you have anything for the social? Yes. So uh, our friend Rob Tob uh, 
tweeted out uh, an interview that Bob McKenzie was doing for it was NBCSN, and NBCSN was asking the Bob Father uh, what he thought the offseason plan was for the New York Islanders, what he thought they would do, and he just lets it drop that. Well, you know, Gar Snow has a multi-year contract extension, so that plays into fact. And you're going, whoa, hold a second here. I, I know that this this was generally common knowledge amongst fans, and we assumed that that was true right? because of a rumor that we heard from Dave Lozo over at Puck Soup. Uh, you can catch him on Vice and a bunch of other places. Anyways, he's... anyways. Um, he he tossed that out there first, and then we, we assumed that that was true, but we never had any sort of... NHL insider confirmed that that was actually the case. And him just like laying that out there, Bob McKenzie doesn't just say anything that isn't true. Right. Uh, and he doesn't toss out rumors when he doesn't think that they there, there's substantial enough information behind it for it to be at least plausible. So this is something that it is happening and it's in, it's insane. Like again, we knew it was it was possible. We knew that it's probably true, but to get the confirmation just makes it more real. Just like we were talking about the, at the beginning of the show where we knew that they wouldn't make the playoffs, but the actual elimination, the official elimination meant so much more to us than just because we've been building it up for this long. Yeah. I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's insane. He got a 10-year deal. Again, Bob doesn't confirm this, but from what Dave Loza was saying, I think even just last year, if not two years ago, that it was like a two-year deal. Sorry, a 10-year deal. It was insane. It was insane. When did that kick in? I guess when he sold the team. So when was that, 2015? I, I think it kicked in maybe the year before that. I, I'm I'm not sure anymore. So let's say best case scenario, 2014. So that's 2024. Yeah, get him out of here. Buy so him out. Whatever it takes. Six years, six years ago. Uh, Ugh. Ugh, that's a lot of money. Because think about it. If he played out that – not played out, but you know what I mean. If he yeah. stuck around for another six years. That means he'd be general manager for 18 years, Mitch. 18. That's just too long, even if someone is good. Even if no. they're good, that's just too long. Like You get too comfortable in your ideas, and then there, there's stagnation. Even if you're good. Blech. I don't get it, man. Tom Coughlin, legendary coach here in New York, gone after 12 years. He won two Super Bowls. Mind yeah. you, Joe Torre won what four or five World Series, and he got the boot after eleven years. Yeah, how long was Bill Torre in the position? I think he was in for a little while, but well, I, I know he was in the a little while. I just don't know the number of years off the top of my head. Uh, we could look it up. But like, we he won four Stanley Cups in a row. Something that's only been done by what two teams? His and the Montreal Canadiens, who did it twice, because they won five in a row, and then they won four in a row just before the Islanders did. Um, Built so- 72 to 92. So 20 years. That's pretty long. It's a long time, but at least he... He, he did. His team <laughs> went to five cups in a row, Mitch. I know. I know. They went to five finals and won four cups. That's excusable at that point. I'm surprised he stuck around that long. Honestly, not because he wasn't any good, but just because the situation around him was getting so volatile and just so curmudgeon-y that he was just kind of like, why, what am I doing here? Like the budget must have been playing, like holding uh, two hands behind it, trying to, make, to like keep this team afloat. Dude, this is amazing. I'm, I have the list of general managers and it has like accomplishments and events during this term. And <laughs> like Voltori has so many. And Gus No is selected John Tavares and then four playoff appearances. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yeah, not great. Not great. No, definitely, definitely not so good. I got nothing uh, else. Though. You got nothing else? All right, let's put a bow on this. So as always, you're going to want to follow us on Twitter. At Eyes on Isles FS for a bunch of Islanders content for in-game coverage and stuff like that. Even though we're winding down, you're still going to want to follow us. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Matt O'Leary NY. Mitch's is at TLO Mitch. Give us a like on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. Please uh, subscribe, rate, and review 
the podcast. I feel like we don't hit on that enough, but that stuff really helps. So definitely keep those Mm -hmm. rates and reviews coming. We appreciate the love. And as always, head to that website, eyesonisles.com, for all your New York Islanders needs. Mitch, another episode in the books. Darn tootin'. Can't wait for number 32. God, I got to find the number for that. Oh, my God. We just did episode 32. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, All right. See you next week. Yes, Mitch is going to try to think of numbers that are 33 now, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.